Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and, you sh- and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Our Blessed Mother, we come to you today as your children. Um, we ask you to protect and to guide us to make our hearts like unto yours who um, first received um, Jesus, true God and true man. So make us other humanities of Jesus and um, give us the grace to do his will in this life and um, to enjoy eternity forever with you one day. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today we have a big show. It's a big show. We have the Kiefner sisters. We have Sister Sister. And uh, we have Sister Mary, Mother of God. And uh, her sister, Alexa Kiefner, who's a junior at St. Thomas More. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so excited that we got y'all out here. And so I guess we'll start with Sister. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about yourself. Right. So I'm going to kind of open up with my vocation story, how I am where I am today, how I'm wearing blue and gray right now. So basically, I was raised, I was raised in a Catholic family, right? We went to church every Sunday, um, but it wasn't until I went on this mission trip in Alabama with um, a youth group at Sacred Heart in Broussard. So I would go to my grandma's house in Broussard some Saturdays, and she would take us to Mass. And I typically wasn't really tuning in to liturgy. I didn't even know what like liturgy was <laughs> um, until this guy got up on the podium towards the end of Mass. And I had been like oddly attentive during Mass. Like the Holy Spirit was like preparing my heart. So this guy got up and he went to St. Thomas More. And yeah, he, he, was, he was a cool guy. And so I was like, wow, like this guy is at church. Like he loves Jesus. And then he's like getting up on this podium and he's talking about this mission trip. Like I didn't know like you could be cool and also love Jesus. Like be on the football team, be on the dance team. That's and also, me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I know that was me for sure. And to love Jesus. So like my heart was opening more and more and listening to him talk. And he's inviting us, these, the youth, to this mission trip. Um, so I went home and I was like, mom, I got to go. And that was just a singular grace from the Holy Spirit in that because um, I was just like really like a follower up until that point, wanting to do what everyone else did. So this mission trip was, it was like this non-denominational mission trip, totally like the Lord just encountered me where I was. And I, I really, yeah, experienced, I had a, a conversion on it. And I really experienced like the, the freedom and joy that like the Lord was calling me to. Of like, of like following Christ, right? There's like this like very specific and radical freedom and joy like when we say yes to Jesus and kind of like discovering who I was. So I was encountering that during the mission trip. I was meeting all kinds of new people, but also like a crucial point, um, we brought our priest with us and I went to confession during that time. And that I can, I mean, I really, I trace like the roots of my vocation back to that moment because I went to confession and I looked at this image of the divine mercy and I was like, Jesus, I just trust in you. <laughs> and so I just went in and yeah, I, I just went in and I trusted in him. And it was like, I was doing my penance afterwards in the chapel. And that's when like the Lord, this idea, I just like dust, like settled on my soul, I guess kind of how a bad analogy like that. no, but that's a great <laughs> analogy. I love it. Just, it settled on my soul. And I, 
I asked my parents before, like, did I ever think of religious life before this? Like, it was just like this idea that came. And at, at first I was like, yeah, it was just like this idea to, to enter religious life, to be a sister. Um, and um, I was pretty, yeah, stubborn. Um, um, yeah, at the at the beginning, because right, I had just like given my life in a way to Jesus, like more radically, and here he was um, calling me to be a sister. And so, like any normal young person, I like was stubborn and resisted. But that was only the beginning. Um, and how old were you then? I was 14, 14 going on 15. So, um, right, just entering my sophomore year of high school. Right. And so kind of like a particular point I wanted to like focus in on this and like reflecting back, it's really neat to like pray and to think more about like your vocation story as a religious because you see like just like the graces that the Holy Spirit was like preparing you for like these moments. Yeah, like when I used to pray to like Our Lady of Prom Sucker at St. Pius, you know, like these like little things that were so clear that like the heavens were, were literally like preparing me like to like receive this call from Jesus. But something, yeah, that Jesus like honed in on was like this call to be a missionary. Like I, after I really like encountered the freedom and love of Jesus, I I wanted to give myself like totally to something like to, to be radical. And this first like desire kind of manifested itself in like being a missionary, right? Like wanting to go to like all the third world countries, like to sell everything. And Jesus like used that because he knew I wasn't ready yet to like for him to really call me like to be a spouse of Christ you know he's like okay just like this missionary desire you know kind of honed in on that so that was really interesting was your mother aware of all this yes and no <laughs> yes and no I, I remember getting a book um kisses from Katie I, I never read it <laughs> but I was really yeah like inspired by it. it was like this little cover she was like this girl who graduated from high school and then like left everything like she was like really well known in high school um to go found a mission in africa and i remember that being so attractive just like this desire of like a generous self-gift i didn't know it at the time nor could i like use those words generous self-gift but that's what like the lord like deep down was asking me and then just another thing in this time <clears throat> of like being 14 and being in like in the youth group and this mission trip, the community was so crucial for me. Like really that's like they, like this community and Sacred Heart like really just like welcomed me in and like was able like to mirror like the love of the father and the son to where like I had the freedom really like to be myself and like for, yeah, like this um, like seed of a vocation could sprout, right? Cause it wasn't like, like overgrown by like the thorns of the world or yeah, just anything like it had like the freedom to like bear fruit and like rich soil. So I'm 14. I'm like <clears throat> journeying through high school, and also so yeah, I went to St. Thomas More Catholic High School in Lafayette, Louisiana, and so really then like Jesus was giving me. He was like, okay, Mother of God, like you like you you can choose two paths here. Like you've encountered me, you've encountered like my love and my freedom, and like you have like these these gifts that I've given you like to glorify me. So like, you've got to like use these gifts to like attract others. Um, and I was like, okay, Jesus, like I've got to do it. Like, I can't tell you no, but also like, I love you so much. And <clears throat> encountering you like in this, in this love and this freedom is like, I've like found like a treasure like buried in this field and all of these like souls at St. Thomas More were just like thirsting and really like yearning for that same treasure. For sure. 
like you could, yeah, you could see it on their faces. Like they all wanted to, to be themselves. They just had to have someone like invite them, you know, in, into that freedom. So I'm going through high school, um, part of campus ministry there, really like growing in like a deeper prayer life, really through the adoration and yeah, like the community there too. So um, I just want to mention for our listeners, uh, we have the Kiefner sisters in here today and they're looking at each other while they're while while, while sisters talking here, and like they're like twins. They're like spiritually <laughs> levitating right here with each other. You know, I wish you could see this, but you know, they're, they're definitely speaking the same. Alexa hasn't said a word yet, but uh, she she's right. And I mean, they're like speaking as one. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That's just my little casual observation. <laughs> yeah, we tend to everyone. Yeah, they're, they're kindred spirits. I'm kindred sure. spirits. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in high school, and at that point, right, so I'm still, like, struggling with this vocation thing. Like, I want to do God's will. Yeah, yeah, I want to do his will, but, like, I'm just so attached to my will, right? And I want, like, seven kids and a husband (laughs) and, like, a a house that has, like, a porch in the front, you know? Like, just, like, this very idealistic image of, like, my happiness, right? This, like, attachment. Um, And so the Lord, and, like, being such, like, a good father, like, in this very, like, pedagogical way of, like, winning my heart, he's, like, he knows this. Like, he knows his daughter, and he's, like, okay, like, I'm patient, I'm tender, like, I'm I'm gonna get her, just gonna take time, ripping the layers off, you know? So I was, like, okay, I gotta at least, like, do something about it. I gotta, like, maybe visit some convents, and so at least, like, kind of get it out the way so I can tell Jesus, okay, like, I just visited some convents, and great, like, now, like, I kind of, like, scratched off the list. I can just, like, you know, like find a holy husband, <laughs> go to wisdom, which is my prayer. That's my second prayer for my girls. You know, I wanted them all to be nuns, but secondly, to find a holy husband. And I've, I've prayed for that for many years, but right. A good so, St. Joseph. Absolutely. Okay. So inquiring minds want to know, I'm not going to, inter- I'm going to interrupt you for just for a second. You know, did, what, did you find a few boyfriends did you have a boyfriend in high school and were there some guys that you, you mm-hmm. liked it? Yeah, you I were looking a little bit. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I dated. I dated a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah I did. And um, yeah, some were really bad, <laughs> and some were a little, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but, but God definitely was pulling you in, the, in a different was. direction, right? And like, and really through that, like, my heart was really just like, yeah, searching like to be satisfied by Him alone. Like, I wanted to like make myself only satisfied by this way of just like one man but he was like mother of god like but like you are my creature like you're my daughter i made you and like your heart is meant for so much more you know and that took a while for me to um to come to realize and to like find peace with um but i'll kind of talk about that in a little bit with like yeah god's will um but right so i'm going through high school really great um and so I, I get to college, I graduate St. Thomas More, I go to um, UL, and um, I started just to get really involved in the Catholic Student Center there. Um, really great, really beautiful. Um, she's a real raging Cajun Catholic. This show is Cajun Catholic, but she's right. a real raging, raging Cajun Catholic. I know that. We put the raging in the Cajun that's right, Catholic. That's right, that's <laughs> um, right. Right, yeah, so I get to college, and um, yeah, so it, it was very clear, like, the Lord was like yeah driving me in like to a deeper prayer life um the sacraments um right yeah it wasn't really till like more like the end of like my college um career that i mean i frequented like the sacraments a lot like weekly confession and like 
pretty much almost daily mass and and that's really like when the lord it kind of went into like turbo mode my vocation like from like kind of like okay i'm like discerning you know but then like i kind of like locked eyes with jesus um i'm really like him on the cross and like he invited me and to like to give like this radical gift of myself like in a generous way and that had been like always what i wanted to do so you mentioned the gaze you know uh one of my spiritual brothers and i yesterday were talking about the gaze that that um jesus gave peter uh when he when he was you know uh being condemned and uh but but you felt that gaze from Christ. oh yeah. yeah oh totally yeah and like even yeah now in the convent like edith stein has like this work and our mother was giving us like some points before like in the chapel one night and she has this awesome like basically line of like now like the the, the crucified one like looks down upon you and, and she's talking to like spouses of christ so it's mm -hmm. kind of like a slap in the face because she's like this the crucified one looks down on you from calvary and he like penetrates you and he's like are you still willing to follow me mm -hmm. right and and i think that's like an ideal too of like what people have of like religious life it's not this one time yes you know like the the first yes like yeah is difficult in a way but really like when people ask me like was it difficult leaving everything behind like no <laughs> it, it, it wasn't and i mean the, the answer is different for every religious but even more so in the convent he asks like more and more and more and he constantly like that gaze penetrates you and he's like how faithful are you like how generous like can you give like this like the same gift of love and the answer is like no because we're human right um but that's like what's so beautiful and like saint therese comes in the picture because you know like we we can like really do nothing with our own nature but like by his grace he like raises us up like to to give him good and beautiful gifts um yeah so like the the yes is prolonged and continued every day just like mary from the moment she said yes right at christmas oh well, the annunciation and right. then at calvary right she yes had that i was faith. praying the rosary this morning and it was uh the the uh annunciation right it's right. the first mystery and it's uh the 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 grace for that is um Humility, is it? Yeah. I think it is, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, obviously, sister found it at a young age. You know, for me, you know, when you, you grow older and you think, ah, oh, I don't want to go to church or I don't want to go do this or that, you know, Christia, whatever it was, it was like there's always something better out there for me in the secular world, and I'm, it's like I'm I'm missing something. But as I've gotten older, I realize, well, what I'm really missing is in that church, you know. And I think you found that at a very young age, right. and uh, that's such a beautiful thing, you know. What's your prayer life look like? Uh, tell me a little bit of, I like, know you, you yeah. know, telling your story. N now in the convent? Just in general, on a in daily prayer, basis. Prayer life, yeah. So, Versus um, the way it was. Right, yeah. So, yeah, st structure and, and discipline are also a beautiful thing and allow the Lord to, yeah, like give you graces at like certain moments during the day. Um, and so we have um, like morning prayer with mass every day. Um, like one of our IV priests comes and um, celebrates the Holy Mass. Um, yeah, really like entering into like this mystery of like the Holy Mass as like, yeah, Calvary like comes back to us, right? Like in our own chapel, in our own church and like to like really unite with Jesus. Yeah, like in this gift of love, but like as like victims, you know, mm -hmm. um, like with them. And that's been like just like a tremendous grace because it's 
that's like this ultimate call of love, like no man has greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, so yeah, the Holy Mass is like, like where we like, just like receive the strength and the grace to like carry out like everything he asks of us. Um, so we also, from the Mass, we do like the Liturgy of the Hour, so morning and evening prayer together in community and night prayer. Um, we have an hour of adoration every day. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so to really, whether it's in the morning and the evening, to yeah, unite everything to to him, to entrust everything, to make an, really an act of like abandonment um, to what is to come, like to what crosses, to what joys he sends us. Um, Lexio Divina, we do that um, about two to three times a week. We have spiritual reading time before we go to bed. Um, the Angelus at um, the, it's the nine o'clock hour, the noon. The noon hour. She's looking for sure. at her sister. Yeah. She's yeah. going to the main source here. <laughs> yeah. The uh, noon and then the six. six. Noon. She speaks. <laughs> yeah. She's so, here. Uh, did I hear you say rosary? Yes. And, and the rosary, too. We After lunch, we do like a yeah. walking rosary. Okay. So um, I want to just remind our listeners you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Sister Mary, Mother of God. And she is a sister to Alexa Kiefner. And um, uh, Mom Monica Kiefner, who is just uh, uh, all just amazing people here in Lafayette, great Cajun Catholics. And Alexa, before we get through this whole first segment, this is a two-part series. You hopefully tune in next week and hear the second part. I want Alexa to speak a little bit. <laughs> Give course. us something, Alexa. You know, uh, little comments or, or yeah. uh, about what's going on, or introduce yourself. Yes, um, my name is Alexa Kiefner. I am 17, and I am a junior at St. Thomas More High School. And I grew up here in Lafayette, Louisiana. I went to St. Pius Elementary School throughout mm -hmm. my whole childhood. And I have, of course, one older sister, Sister Mary, Mother of God. And hopefully in the next segment, um, the Holy Spirit and Mary will guide you to listen and will guide you as you hear how Mother of God's vocation, how, how, how Jesus was transforming her. At the time he was transforming her, he was transforming me as well which is so beautiful um, to have two vocations and to see how Mary and Jesus and St. Joseph are influencing those vocations with the many graces that they give us. So you've had a front row seat, um, you know, of her, of her ministry and, uh, and, and her, her discerning. And what's that been like for you to watch your sister, you know, in this process? Hmm. There has been so much grace, um, really. And, I know we were kind of talking through this in the car, and I know um, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about this in the car, and as Jesus was transforming Mother of God, in a way, he was transforming me, and I'll kind of get to that mm -hmm. in my segment, the three points I want to talk about. I don't want to give too much Okay, away, all right, just a little hint there, big hint, you better tune in next week, I love it. She, she should be in marketing. Uh, okay, so we uh, we got about I guess uh, ten minutes left on the show. I uh, we'll, I just I'm glad I wanted to get get make sure you had uh, get your voice in here. Yeah. So sister, keep going. I'll, I'll let you continue with your story. We got uh, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, right, we left off. I was in college, right? So yeah, really, 
yeah, Jesus was was driving me through for the sacraments and really like to, to live a life like within the church, like just like a like a, a nourished life. Like the church is such a mother. And even when I entered, like we all write like names, I mean um, papers about like our Marian names as servidoras because we take titles of Our Lady. So I was like researching my name, Mother of God, and like there's a lot about it because it's like the first dogma, right? <laughs> and so, but it was a really beautiful point was like all of the church fathers talk about like they mirror like the church as a mother and like Mary as a mother, but just has like a mother gives like milk to her children to nourish them. Like the sacraments are like this holy milk that like the church gives us to like nourish us. And I remember that just making, I mean, probably because the metaphor made so much sense to me, but like how beautiful it is and how really like as a religious, I mean, yeah, and like in college at the time, like the Lord was like nourishing my heart and like trying to purify it really to like speak more clearly, right? Because the, the Lord speaks to the little children. He speaks to those who are pure of heart and what other than to like, like rid us from sin, right? This like main obstacle, right? So prayer life, sacraments, I was going to spiritual direction with Father Sibley and he just did such a good job of like this model of like a father, but also like calling me deeper, right? Um, and I think actually like when I entered, we read um, the encyclical of JP2, Vita Consecrata, and I'm probably gonna do a really bad job explaining this, but <laughs> there's this beautiful section where like a light of my vocation kind of like illumined from it because it was JP2 and he was calling, I mean, basically talking about the, the consecrated as like, kind of like this threefold call right like first like the soul is like drawn by the father and then after like the soul is like drawn by the father this like the person the soul like wants to like conform herself or himself to the son right and um like the image of like the cross and then is like led by the holy spirit and so and i remember i was thinking back and i was like what was this like moment of like the father drawing me and um yeah it was so clear like in just in spiritual direction and having this true image with Father Sibley, um, him like giving, and many of his daughters, like this freedom to conform to the sign, like this freedom to like be set free and to follow our vocation. Um, so that was a really beautiful like little yeah. ping and reflection. Dang, I like it, she's getting it, man. <laughs> the language. I'm coaching her along, she's gonna get it. <laughs> um, right, and then also like, I mean, I think I mentioned in every kind of section of my vocation, like the community, right? And really like for you listeners out there, like us in Acadiana, Lafayette, Louisiana, like we have such this gift, right? Um, of just our culture, like super family oriented, like the spirit of festive joy. And like, we have to hone in on that and be like true, like, and to have like good communities, like solid communities that, um, like that want to see us in heaven. Right. Um, I'm dancing inside. You can't see it, but you know, that was the inspiration for the show is that just there's so many wonderful Catholics in Acadiana and such, such a special place. Right. And you guys are the epitome of that, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, um, so that was all kind of like guiding me, like these like tools in my toolbox and like, yeah, every, yeah, Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm in college and, uh, and really, so when, so yeah, I knew I, I yeah, had a, like a religious vocation. Um, and then, so. Why the Salvadors? The, the Servadores. Servadores. Yeah. <laughs> get it right. She's teaching me back. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, tell me again uh, uh, how you found them. And. Right, yeah. So I was a sophomore in college, and um, 
a sister, well, her name was Lauren then, but now Sister Sakre Kerr, she came to UL. She's from Homa Thibodeau. Okay. And she was like dead set on entering them. She knew all about the charism, this and that. Um, and I knew nothing. I was like, what's this Argentinian order? I'm this like Cajun girl from Louisiana. <laughs> like, you know, I've been looking at things local and whatnot. Um, but she, yeah, she knew a lot about it. She kind of described the charism to me, um, which is like our charism is to prolong the incarnation of Christ by evangelizing the culture. So we want like every man to be like another humanity of Christ. Um, and, we, and we do that by like evangelizing the culture in concrete ways. And so like a lot of people, they're like, okay, sister, just tell me like you work with the poor, you teach, like what do you do? Um, and it's like, we do everything because like the incarnation of Jesus, like the moment he took flesh and like entered into like human history like he made humanity good like he redeemed humanity he assumed humanity right so our human nature is not something to be like destroyed or to be like demolished right but like he like one of the church fathers puts it this way like god had never been so close to man and man had never been so close to god then in the moment of the incarnation right so what does that mean like the holy spirit raised up this charism in our religious family, this small religious family, um, to, yeah, to, to show the world and to evangelize the culture, um, right? To, to say that like humanity is good, right? And, and everything that is um, truly human is good except sin. Um, and, and then, yeah, like we go into the culture and we evangelize in concrete ways. So that's by teaching, by catechism, by youth group, by um, working with marriages, by um, the intellectual apostolate, um, by works of mercy. You know, it looks different everywhere we are because the, the need of man is different everywhere man is. We, we got a few minutes left on the show, but explain the, the first line when you say, did you say prolong the incarnation, I believe, right? Yes. And so it, and, I, and I, I'm a dummy, but uh, so the incarnation, is that the moment when, when, when the Holy Spirit, um, you know, conceived in Mary right or was it when actually Jesus was born right it was the moment that Jesus was conceived in Mary right okay, the moment so like that the Holy the, Spirit the, overshadowed the Annunciation. Her. yes mm -hmm. and so that is the incarnation mm -hmm. okay and then to prolong so what do you mean by what do you mean by that I don't like, right, right. I know right I was asking everyone <laughs> before I enter like tell me somebody it's yeah. so abstract right to prolong the incarnation right so um right like Christ like took a human nature in the incarnation, right? And we are humans ourselves. And so like Elizabeth of the Trinity, like it's in our constitutions. We want to prolong the incarnation by first like being other humanities of Christ, like by by being like another Christ, like within ourselves, and then like offering to each man and their particular culture and their particular like reality, this like humanity of Jesus, right? Like so they can be other Christ and they can be transformed by the gospel. So it, it really like essentially like simply means like making all men other Christ. Um, but it, it's very particular, you know, because it, we don't just make all men like blanket statement, like each man has a different reality, right? So like in the Bronx, like that teen on the street is different <laughs> than like the little girl in Africa, right? And like you gotta, you don't conform the truth to them, but like you meet them where they're at yeah. and you offer this timeless humanity of Jesus, this timeless truth of the gospel to them so they can conform. Um, or, or like the little boy in Abbeville. Right, right, right. 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 Little, little, little paw around the right. bureau, you know, little, like. Little Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. Uh, so that's so deep. That's so beautiful. Um, and so um, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I guess I want to spend just the time challenging our listeners to make sure you do tune in next week because this conversation is just warming up. And um, we've got the Kiefner sisters on for a two-part series on Cajun Catholics, and we're probably going to uh, close down this th- this segment. And, uh, you know, you guys have brushed over a lot of beautiful things, and I think, honestly, they're just getting started here. So make sure you tune in next week. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Sister Mary, Mother of God, and her sister, Alexa Kiefner. And uh, you can hear us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts if you uh, Google Cajun Catholics. And uh, again, we, we challenge you to always engage the Cajun Catholic in you. And please tune in next week where you hear part two of the Kiefner Sisters. God bless you.